You're listening to Get Real KC with Jen and Eric. Kansas City's consumer-facing real estate podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real KC, where we are overflowing with a passion for all things real estate. I'm Eric Jurgensen. And I'm Jen Justice. And today we've got with us in studio Jonathan Hinshaw from Watchman Security Services. Yes, sir. And I almost said Watchman Home Security, but that's not at all what you do. You do a lot of other things. You do a lot of commercial. Yeah. But today we're going to talk about home security systems. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. All right. Well, this is this is going to be fun. So, um, this podcast is getting published on uh, May fifteenth, right? So, happy May fifteenth to everybody out there. Uh, but two weeks ago, on the first, actually, we had our podcast with Sheriff Will Aiken. In case you didn't catch that, where we talked about general home security cameras, et cetera, and that's really what drove us to say, "Hey, let's do these back to back," so people who are really interested in security systems can kind of get some of the details about. The various options, costs, what you find effective in home security, et cetera. So. What they might look at if they're looking at a home. Are there things they might even look at when they're looking at a home? And when Will started talking about this, it, it immediately, you guys came to mind. Yeah. Um, y'all do this stuff for me. I've known Lucas and you guys for a little while now, several years actually. And I was like, this would be a fantastic conversation for our listeners. Yeah. So, sure. so let's jump right in. Um, and... Let's start with just what is the typical security system involving? What systems does a typical one involve? And then we can go to some of the uh, other integrations. Yeah. Um, so your your typical kind of run-of-the-mill security system is going to include um, interior protection. So it's going to be um, your door contacts uh, protecting your doors if someone breaks in your door, um, some kind of glass breakage. Um, or motion detection if someone comes in through somewhere else besides a door. Um, and, I mean, that's basically it. And then, you know, you have some fire protection. You can do smoke detectors, carbon monoxide, stuff like that. But really the basic um, standard stuff is we want to make sure all the entrances are covered and we want to make sure anywhere that someone can access the inside of the house is covered. Excellent. And so just for people who've never had a security system or don't understand, you mentioned glass breakage. And so what that really is, is a sensor right? that that recognizes the glass break sound and then yes. can trigger an alarm. And I have no idea what the frequency is or how it hears that, but sometimes if there's loud noises, you'll hear those go off. Correct. Yeah. They're, it, they're set at a certain frequency. And so there's other things that can kind of hit that frequency and then, yeah, it happens at my house. I think it's my child too. screaming or something <laughs> like that. And I'll hear the ding, ding. And it's not the actual alarm going off because we have it where it's set doors and things like that. Right. So that's a similar sound to when the door would open or close. So you know that. And then child screams or loud slam or whatever happens. <laughs> sure, right. Ding, it, ding. it behaves different when it's armed versus not armed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Whole, whole different ball game. Your neighbors know and everybody in the world. And then the Clay <laughs> County Sheriff's Department shows up at my house and... All kinds of things happen. It doesn't happen very often, luckily. Well, well speaking of that, so um, we, when we had uh, the podcast back on the first, we talked about um, noise being a deterrent for potential uh, people who are doing nefarious things around your home. Do most systems come with sirens still? I mean, back in the day, I know they did, but... Yeah, yeah. So most uh, systems come with an interior siren. 
Um, the exterior sirens aren't as common anymore as they used to be. Uh, those don't come standard with the system. Um, we still get requests for them uh, sometimes, but unfortunately it's moved from you know where like 50 years ago an exterior siren would cause your neighbors to be like oh we need to you know help our neighbor out and now it's like an exterior siren is like they get annoyed you know if it goes off or whatever <laughs> that depends <laughs> on it's not going so, off too often though yeah, depends exactly. on your relationship with your neighbors Correct. right and, yeah and i guess if i have a bad relationship uh i hope it's annoying enough where they call the police because right. i'm annoying right? <laughs> yeah yeah um, for sure and so we, we've got that, but then there's this whole integration, and you even mentioned already uh, smoke detectors, carbon monoxide tech detectors, uh, of course there's uh, video doorbells, uh, et cetera. So uh, I guess my first question is, should there be an expectation of a good alarm system to integrate with the systems I already have? Um. Yes. So yes. like like let's start with like like ring and nest doorbells. Sure. Right? Yeah, so um there are some security systems that are starting to integrate with like the ring stuff, the nest stuff. Um but the problem is they like everybody else want the whole pie and not just a piece of it. So Ring has kind of come out with their own security system. So their integrations are limited and Nest is kind of Google is kind of doing their own thing too. So you run into that because every company of every manufacturer of this stuff wants to kind of get it all and not just have a piece of it. So sometimes, you know, we come in and we see existing equipment and we can use it, whether that be a thermostat, a door lock, um, you know, sometimes even like lights and stuff like that. And then even your basic sensors too, a lot of times, especially if they're hardwired, you know, a lot of times systems were hardwired when houses were built. Sure. Um, you can use those sensors and just change out kind of the panel or the brains of the system. Um, so, yeah, the the answer is maybe. Maybe, yeah. No, that, I, and, and that was going to be one of my questions, actually, because I'm sure there's a fair number of consumers that go on Amazon and they find a ring system and then they get it and it's honestly more than they can handle because when you look at installing and all of the things that go with that and the app and setting it all up correctly – may sound easy on Amazon or wherever your choice of purchase is. Sure. However, in practicality, it's probably not that simple. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they make it simple, but also a lot of the DIY systems, the rings, the Simply Safes, um, they're just not simply as secure. Um, there are ways to get around them because they're trying to make them easy. They're trying to make them cheap. Um, you know, simply say if you can get equipment really cheap, have a really cheap monthly, but I can buy a part off of Amazon and I can hack your security system in, you know, with a $5 part. Wow. So it, that these are, these are the things that people don't tell you when you, you know, buy the DIY stuff. It's like, yeah, maybe you can do it yourself, but wouldn't you rather have someone who does this for a living, installs this stuff on a regular basis, and has already vetted all this equipment and manufacturers to make sure what they're installing is professionally installed and actually secure. That is a great point for people because I would not have known any of what you just said about being able to hack systems or do anything like that. So it just is kind of like, you know, everybody thinks they're a painter, for example. Right. right. And right. There we are have people that can do it. 
an absolute profession in painting. Uh, there are DIY alarm systems. Mm-hmm. However, there mm-hmm. is a professional company and companies that do this, and there's a reason for that as well. Sure, and yep. just just like painting, which is probably takes a lot less skill than getting a good security system installed. No and, comparison on that, just the analogy yeah, there. Right, well, but I mean, the, we certainly have people that are capable of uh, doing quality paint jobs in their home, not near as many as I think, think they can. Uh, and I know that there are probably some very technical and mechanical oriented people that can do a good install, research, and buy sure. the appropriate equipment. But th- let's be honest, there's a lot of people who aren't going to go to that effort. Right. And then later on, they might find that they're they're not in a good place. Yeah. Let me give you two scenarios. We'll do them one at a time about uh, people who are purchasing homes and they're wondering about, like, what's a good move with a security system? So the first is, uh, and it's telling, I actually have clients exactly in this situation right now. They're buying new construction. Um, and in this particular case, their new construction is started, it's partially started, but they're still in framing. And they are going to want a security system which is not part of what the builder provides. So they're going to go have this discussion with the builder, can I install uh, a security system? At what point should they be getting and choosing their security company and, and some of that hardwiring we're talking about? Is that something that can be done? What's, what's, what's a good move here for a, a buyer on new construction? Ideally, you are going to want to engage with a company um, right around when the uh, house is being framed. So the the framing of the house is up, but um, you don't have any drywall up, you don't have any um, ceilings up, anything like that, um, because if you do want wires run, it's infinitely easier to do it when the house is just framed versus, um, you know, after... Uh, drywall and stuff is up. So I would suggest anyone should engage a security company right about when it's being framed slash when, you know, the the plumbers and the electricians and sure. those type yeah. of people are doing the rough-in work. That's when you should engage your security company and say, hey, you know, can you start getting this done for me? So the earlier, the better, really. Um, right, because yeah. doing window contacts and door contacts and those kinds of things are much easier at that stage, I'm, I'm very aware. Yes. Um, so I guess the next scenario is somebody's moved into an existing home. Uh, I'll give you an example of a client I had uh, that um, they moved into a home. There was a – this is pretty common, actually. There is a security system that hasn't been used. Somebody has stopped paying for half the wires are cut, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, at, at that point is, and let's say it's it's um, you know Acme Security. I'm hoping there's not an Acme Security, but let's say it's an Acme Security system, and you're interested in using Watchmen or one of the other companies that you're aware of. Um, do they uh, does all of that have to? And you mentioned using some of those potential things. What's the right scenario there? Should they be calling? Uh, the company that originally installed it, if they believe they're a reputable company, or can they bring in a different company to come in and change that equipment? And is there? And we'll talk about costs here in a minute. But what, what's a what's a good move, a smart consumer move in that position? Yeah. So um, if the company that installed it is one that you're aware of, um, the e they are going to be the uh, path of least resistance. So potentially, depending potentially. on how old that system is. Yes. Because I can tell you a little story when he gets done we had that scenario okay sure yeah so potentially like she said path of least resistance um 
But again, you want to make sure it's the right company. I would still vet a couple of them um, because even if the company didn't install it, uh, we do this all the time. We can come into a home and we can look at the equipment. We'll see what we can use, uh, what's usable. If there's a bunch of wires cut and stuff, then a lot of times we'll just do a brand new wireless system, you know, where all the contacts and everything are wire free. Um, and we do that in finished homes all the time. So um, really, it's kind of the same process. Um, you you can have anyone you want to do it. The main thing is get a good company that you trust, that you know is going to do good work for you, and they should be able to take over and use at least part of the equipment, um, and what they can't use, they'll just replace. So. And some of those systems, are they integratable? Is that the right word? Can they be used like app-wise with the panels? Yes. Because I know our panel was not, that's why I say about age, because I think our panel was maybe, I don't know, probably seven years old. Mm -hmm. And by the time, obviously technology has moved a lot in the last even couple of years, probably a lot. So when we were looking at uh, the app, and we have the alarm.com app, and I don't know if that's the only app you guys utilize or not, but it's it works very well for us, and we love all the systems. But when we're looking at panel to this, to that, to cameras, to making all of the pieces work, the panel that was existing was not going to be a good fit for all the rest of the systems. Correct. Yeah, that, that happens sometimes, especially if you're looking for the app control, which most people are these days. Sure. They want to be able to control it on their phone. Yeah, we have to look at it and say, is this a panel that works with Alarm.com, which is the um, integration partner that we work with? Um, and if it doesn't, then yeah, then you have to replace the panel. So, And, yeah. and I mean, everybody needs to understand that there's going to be aspects of... Um, technology that are going to have to be replaced. Uh, here's an example. So I have a friend who built uh, Better Homes and Gardens Smart Home of the Year uh, in, I think it was 2012. And you know, just, uh, yeah, they won a huge award and, was, uh, and they're replacing everything because the technology has, yeah. and when he was that integrated, it's costly. However, I, I would assume that when you're talking about upgrading security systems, you're primarily talking about maybe a panel that's more compatible with a phone app or whatever the next technology is. I don't know, something in our glasses, hardwired in our brain. I have no clue what it is, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't creep me out. <laughs> so uh, so that, that's something to be aware of. Just like any other technology, um, security technology becomes obsolete over a period of time. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ideally, you're looking for companies that have programs that facilitate that Correct. potential change of technology. Yeah. Um, you mentioned we mentioned integrating with um, um, so doorbells we talked about um, and, and camera doorbells we we briefly mentioned um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to say smoke detector and I can't remember the word <laughs> smoke carbon monoxide smoke detector smoke carbon monoxide what other things are can you can you integrate with a system yeah so um, you can pretty much do uh, full home automation now with your security system so all of the Basic security features that I mentioned, plus, yeah, you've got doorbell cameras similar to Ring um, that can do two-way audio and video. You've got uh, regular cameras um, that you can mount around the house, inside your house if you want. Uh, there is thermostats. There's garage door integration. There's lighting control, door locks. I mean, pretty much if you want to go all out, you can go all out and turn your home 
into a home that you can basically control just from your app. You know, it's funny you mentioned the garage door integration. So uh, it was kind of like two things that happened to me recently. Number one, our last podcast, Sheriff Aiken was on. He says, you'd be amazed at how many people just leave the garage door open. Right. And garage doors open. And my wife is one of those, you know, she'll wake up at one o'clock in the morning. Hey, did you close the garage door when you came in? So, <laughs> so I would, and, and my brother-in-law uh, just installed an app to control that. And uh, so I think that's going to be a big deal for us coming up soon, which is to integrate our garage door with something. Man, yeah. I'm a, I might need to have you back out because my garage door is not integrated into oh my, goodness. my security system. Oh, yeah. yeah so we, we can now I have that. a camera that can, that faces it so I could see. Did I just ruin your husband's life? Now yeah. you're going to be but... waking up at one o'clock in the morning going, hey, is the garage door closed? No, I get my, my butt up and go look. Yeah. So. <laughs> So that, that's been uh, that's my job. Well, and so um, so th- that's pretty cool. Like all of those integrations, and I would suspect that some people have some of those things integrated already. So we talked about potentially getting on the same system, or maybe they're just going to be monitoring multiple systems. Yeah. Um, I want to ask for a minute. Uh, I, we don't typically talk about uh, investment stuff, uh, investment properties here on this. This is a con- consumer facing, not an investor facing podcast. However. Uh, there was there's this one really cool feature uh, that kind of goes along with glass breaks that uh, investment properties are starting to use, particularly short term rental properties, uh, which are, which are noise meters. So where you can get alerted to the amount of noise in your house. And I thought to myself as I was reading this, because I'm working with- Good for teenagers too, I bet. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I thought, (laughs) thank God my parents didn't have this when they went out of town overnight when we were teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) The parties we had and whatnot. So so that's a thing too, right? Yeah. Yeah. um, Pretty much any of those devices we can look at and figure out a way to try and integrate it in with your security system. Even if there's not like a direct integration, a lot of times we can add a module or something like that to make it to where it can at least be monitored by the security system. Well, and I know you guys integrate, and you mentioned it, like uh, smart homes, but I know you integrate lights. And that, of course, growing up was a huge thing that we would buy, when we'd go out of town, we'd buy the little timers that went on each. You know, it's long before we had integrated homes and can control lights with our smartphones. Uh, that you'd have timer, so the light would always go on at six and then go off at you know nine thirty to simulate that you were up in the evenings and at home. And then oh my gosh, it got fancy because they would have variables, so they would go on sometime between four, you know, five forty-five and six fifteen, and right. oh, you felt like you were the cat's meow. Nobody could case your <laughs> joint. And of course, now you guys, you know, specifically, but I'm sure any quality security company can integrate um, so that you can turn them on and off in a schedule. You can yep. manually control them. Them, et cetera, et cetera. So that some of that is just really cool to give that that appearance of occupancy, which yeah. is important. Yeah, and you can do it all, um, you know, relatively inexpensively as well to where, you know, what you would maybe think a full home automation system would cost, it's actually probably less than what you have in your brain. So. Well, let's go there. Okay. Right? Let's talk about costs. Um and and I, I get that every situation is going to be a little bit different, and the you know the size of the home and the number of windows and doors, but 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 ballpark us. Let's just take a standard you know three bedroom, two bathroom, seventeen hundred square foot home, you know, and just you know picture that in your mind and go, okay, what do we typically do here, and how much does it typically cost? Yeah, so. I want to preface this with your price ranges are going to be wildly different depending on, 
if you use a big national company, I won't name names, but we all know the big ones. ADT. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, versus if you use a local company like uh, Watchman Security, um, because what the big companies do is they just take the install completely as a loss to get your monthly reoccurring revenue, which um, we do it similar. We just can't do it at the level that they do. So um, three bedroom, two bath house, you got three entrances. Maybe you need two or three motion detectors or glass breaks. Um, you know, we can usually do something like that, that real basic system for install four to 600 bucks. And then, you know, your monthly is going to be 55 or 60 bucks a month, something like that. Um, that's just kind of your base level. I just want security. Now, that is that pretty, uh, with the possible exception of some of the installation, but that includes equipment too. Yes. So yep. is that pretty pretty typical? I mean, you're, there's going to be some variation. Some people are yep. going to be able to eat more of that upfront cost, right? The, the huge conglomerates. but um, And there's pluses and minuses to all of that. And Correct. we encourage all of our listeners to go research that. But um, um, that doesn't and obviously it's going to expand as you do more monitoring. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of external cameras, which I right. have on my house, um, and so that obviously increases the cost. Yes. Let's go to that monitoring piece for a minute because monitoring always uh, fascinates me on how it's done because different companies do it different ways. But I think people um, tend to not understand some of the values and then some of the possible drawbacks of monitoring integration with emergency services. So if, if we're paying $55 a month for monitoring, what are we getting for that in a typical company? I mean, you obviously you'll use you guys as a guide, but... Yeah. Yeah. So um, some of that monthly is going to be your um, app automation paying for that um you use someone like alarm.com obviously they charge us money you know and so that cost and so some of that is that and then the rest of it is yeah your system is going to be connected to um uh a monitoring station uh we uh, watchmen we've got three of them across the country that we use to have redundancy um and basically if your alarm goes off then we'll set up a call list hey you know eric you know, your front door is reporting an alarm. What's going on? Oh, shoot. You know, I um, I ran in the door and forgot to disarm the alarm, and the alarm went off. Everything's fine. They say, okay, what's your passcode? You give them your passcode, and everything's fine. Or you could say, yeah, I'm not home. Nobody should be coming in my front door. Please dispatch the police immediately. So that's kind of how that works, and that's what you pay for with the monitoring charges. So it's the automation piece of it, and it's also the um, the monitoring. They have the a system. list of people they call, too, because yeah. you give them um, right. several lists. So I'll just use this as an example. And luckily, in almost 10 years, we've only had this happen once. But my brother was going to get our dog, and he doesn't have all of the information. My husband set the alarm, not thinking, and we were on a plane. Yep. So there you go. That all starts that system. He gets the dog and he's like, well, I'm leaving. And then they call my dad, my father-in-law, my best friend and everybody. <laughs> and nobody other than my dad could tell them they're on a plane, but he couldn't give them the information they needed. And they said, sorry, we're going to have to dispatch the police. Right. And luckily, my husband is law enforcement. We know Clay County. Um, as soon as I realized this was happening, I was able to get a hold of one of the lieutenants over there and go, hey, listen, I'm I'm so sorry because there's charges for this. If you, yes. if you 
false alarm and cause a whole ruckus and cause labor, there's there's a charge, right? And I think you do get an allowance for yeah, it's a couple, one or Dep- two, depends on the in a the certain department. time frame. Yeah. But it's not a good thing, right? Because you cause somebody to believe something is going on. But man, they went down the list, and I think they called. Um, four different people. So to say Watchman has good people in place to make sure, you know, what's going on, That's that was a really kind of reassuring in a way, even though it was an unfortunate event. Yeah. So there's some key points in this whole discussion I want to break out for, for people, which is, is, is that uh, not all monitoring systems do that. Not all monitoring systems will allow you to choose your control list and your response levels, uh, timeframes, et cetera. Um, and then, um, it, just like the movies, you, you do have a panic pin. So if, yep. if you are, you know, what's your passcode and you know, your passcode is one, two, three, four, and please don't make it one, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah don't do that. <laughs> uh, please don't but do then that. you also have, you know, five, six, seven, eight, which the alarm company will say, okay, that's great. We'll disable the alarm. And that's you saying I'm under duress. Yes. So just like the movies, all that stuff exists. You can choose up to a certain amount, I'm sure, how many people that can go down through the call list. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, you set the parameters of when emergency services are going to be dispatched. Yep. There are alarm companies that, alarm systems that allow you, and I still think Kansas City does this, I don't know if other departments do, that allow you to pay a fee to connect directly with them. But then every time they get dispatched, um, and if it's a false alarm, you, you pay money. So I, I know there were those that the Kansas City allowed it, um, but that was two homes ago. So that might have been you know twelve or fifteen years ago. I'm not 100 percent sure if they still do. I personally don't think you want it. I have a friend. I'm going to say I think they're too busy for that now, but I'm not sure either. Yeah, uh, it could be. Uh, I have a friend who who has multiple homes uh, under, and so he's frequently taking alarm calls while I'm there, and it's it's very very convenient for him. To say, okay, I know what's going on in the house. Oh, we had these workers there, and they obviously, you know, got into the garage, even though we didn't think they were going to. And uh, but, you know, so he says, you know, ignore that. Then they can make the phone calls to make sure that, um, you know, what's going on, etc. Or, you know, oh, I gave my brother-in-law the keys to get the dog, and I forgot. So very cool stuff. But you need to make sure that your alarm company does provide that kind of uh, monitoring. And the other thing you mentioned was um, redundant um, alarm monitoring stations. Yes. And you mentioned that they are in different places across the country. And this is really important when it comes to um, storms and power outages and this kind of stuff that you've got an alarm monitoring company who's up and and going on um, that you can discuss what's going on with, even if that particular center has lost power. Exactly. Yep. Um, so we've kind of talked a little bit about um, that and and the, and the dispatch of police and whatnot. Um, tell me about when you do put cameras into these systems. One of the things that uh, uh, Sheriff Aiken was telling us, which is, is that uh, social media posts actually work. Uh, so, uh, I'm assuming cause I'm not, I'm not particularly familiar with that program. I've got my own system here. That's not the alarm.com, but I'm assuming a good quality, um, uh, alarm company that's incorporating video also gives you an easy way to uh, uh, grab that video. Yep. That um, alarm.com is really good. Snapshot um, from it, a, post from it, a whatever. non it, right. Less technical <laughs> perspective when that happens. 
just double checking that it was in fact my brother um, at that time, I was able to, it pulled that video clip. I say, you've got cameras. I so. was able to go back. Yes. And, and quality enough for me to zoom in, look at some things. I couldn't see the back of the vehicle from the angles that I was looking at on that particular one. Um, if it had been when it was straight going out, if he had pulled in that way, I could have probably identified the license plate. And you probably have choices of cameras as my guess. Like right. there's different levels of, um, HD that you can pick and that's I don't know if we picked the highest quality HD or not or, or whatever we picked for what Houston told us at the time but um, I know that the quality the clip and all of that was fairly easy for me to access from a what I would consider low level <laughs> knowledge base of, of the whole thing well and just so yep. everybody knows Houston is a guy not a place so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Houston told us <laughs> yep. at the time so all right, excellent. Well, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the information. Um, yep. uh, let let me ask this. We ask some version of this for every guest who comes on the podcast as we near the end of our time. Uh, what's the craziest thing you've seen in security? Let's keep it to home security, even though I know you guys do a lot of commercial. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. The biggest, probably the craziest slash weirdest thing is we had a um, – customer over in independence that this was back when i was installing so i've installed and sold um so i went in to install um this wouldn't be the type of house that you would typically expect to have security um and so i go in there and i mean it is basically like a junk house so they have piles and piles of junk piled up everywhere. Quarters. The garage what? is from floor to ceiling filled with stuff. But this guy wanted this place locked down like Fort Knox. Like oh wanted a a every door covered, every window. I mean, even even second level windows like you know, a lot of times nobody's you don't crawling do, up there, right? Yeah, exactly. A lot of times you don't do motion detectors and glass breaks upstairs because the criminals chances don't of, typically bring their ladders, right? Exactly. But no this more cat guy, burgers. this guy was clearly like paranoid to a degree. A good conspiracy. Uh, yeah, theorist. yeah, almost like who wants to break into your junk house and steal, you know, all this piles and piles of stuff. But it was just kind of a, a whole thing was just like a weird experience for me. And so I, I came away from it like, okay, well, you know, he's got, you know, 30 zones, you know, if anybody <laughs> breaks into this, <laughs> into this house. And how many square feet do you know. think that house was? Oh man, it couldn't have been more than 1500. And that many zones for yeah. Wow. So there's something for everybody is what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jonathan is saying yeah. is that we have something for everyone. Yes. And Watchmen has been great for me. One of the things I like is that you guys are accessible. I can call. I can get a real person. Um, I don't get somebody typically overseas or anything like that, which I think is another thing with some of uh, the larger companies. When I receive even sales calls or whatever, I get uh, somebody that I can't understand as well, right. um, which is sometimes frustrating when I'm dealing with security so kudos to you guys for the communication because that's an important piece of any service i think yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. all right so speaking of watchmen uh how, how do people get a hold of you guys yeah so um our office number um is 816-744-8900 you call in there you're going to get a hold of our customer care department they can kind of direct you wherever you need to go um 
you can al always uh, reach out to me if you have a residential uh, security need. Uh, my number is 919-518-4632. That's my personal number. Anyone can call me and say, hey, you know, I want a security system and I'll make sure I get you get you taken care of. And, and that's Jonathan, in case yep. you guys don't remember that. You're calling yep. Jonathan with that yeah, number. Yeah, you're calling Jonathan with that number. Um, and then you can uh, either email our customer care department, uh, which is customercare at watchmankc.com. That's going to generate a ticket in our system automatically to say, hey, you know, something needs to be taken care of here. Um, or you can email me, Jonathan, at watchmankc.com. And, so. of course, you can go to the website, watchmankc.com. Yep. Watchman. So yep. uh, lots of good information out there yep. as well. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. That's it. Another great episode of Get Real KC. Thanks, Jonathan, so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All Loved right. it. All right. Until next time. You have been listening to Get Real KC with Eric Jurgensen and Jen Justice. For more information or to contact our hosts, visit us at dreamhomesbygen.com where you can find more episodes exploring real estate as it matters to you.